Sometimes you gotta write a new love song To get the old ones out your brain Yeah, you gotta write a new love song To get the old ones out your brain And I think I got one Yeah, and I think I got one Yeah, yeah, I got one And I think I got one really European. I feel really European when I listen to that song. Something about the electric music. You know, the EDM, the festivals. There's something incredibly European about those. I just cracked me open an energy drink. But that's, in, and that's even more European. Where did Monster Energy get its start? This isn't a Monster Energy. This is not. And you know I don't give out free ads. Where did Monster Energy get to start? What a, what a tangent to start on, huh? Is it European? No chance, right? Monster Energy. Wikipedia. That's it started in Corona, California. Corona is a city in Riverside County. Would you look at that? Now you can shock your friends with that, huh? Oh, wow, they sponsor Tiger Woods. Hey, just add me. All you'd have to do is change the branding, the first name. Hell, his name's fucking Eldrick. Eldrick Taunt Woods. Okay, wait a minute. You're telling me <laughs> Tiger Woods is named Eldrick. And I know there's a lot of white people. Dude, you didn't know that? All right, dude, sorry. You know, nobody actually gives a shit about golf. The only time people talk about golf is when their golfers are just on the move. Switching teams, going to hang out with Saudi Arabians. Who cares? I'd hang out with Saudi Arabians too if they're willing. If, if a Saudi Arabian wants to buy this podcast, if a sovereign wealth fund from Saudi Arabia wants to buy this here podcast, for sale. That's what everyone knows about me. I have no moral value. When it comes to money, where can I get the most? I'll do anything. If I could, I would sell pictures of myself naked. But I can't. So if I could, I would, okay? I'm not above it. And it's always the ugly chicks. Dude, I wouldn't do an OnlyFans. Got a lot of emails about that. By a lot, I mean about two. Um, I would never date an OnlyFans girl. Oh, why? Because you couldn't get any? Huh? Because you think some sanctum sanctity would be broken? Nah. If she's making enough money for me to stay at home, spread those cheeks, baby. We're going to Malibu. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, I have a story to tell you guys. Um, oh, do I have a story? Ryan, do you have a story to tell? Yeah, I do. I do have a story to tell. Are you going to tell us I am? I am. You guys are really good at the deductive reasoning. You know, I knew something. There was something I liked about you guys. I knew there was something, and it's your it's your brains. So on Saturday morning, we wake up in the, in the household over here, and we go, 
what should we do today? You know, because our lives are just a never-ending cycle. And we go, hey, man, what what can we do? Dana rolls over. She goes, hey, we should go get a grill today. And I go, yeah, we should. So I go off to the gym, get beefed up, as you guys know. I go get beefed out of my mind, work out, sweaty. She's texting me on the step mill. I'm getting my work in, and she's just like, do you want breakfast? It's 11.30. She's like, do you want breakfast? We haven't made breakfast in a while. And I'm like, I don't care. She's like, it sounds like you don't want it. I'm like, I don't care. I'm dying up here on the treadmill, step mill. I don't care. And then I just put my phone down for 15 minutes. I do it for 20 minutes. No big deal. It's not a big deal. I don't want you guys to clap. I just want you guys to be just to know, right? Because you can't just work out in silence. We all know somebody who just starts going back to the gym and it's like a picture of them like back at it just for them to disappear for six more months until they look themselves in the mirror again after a bunch of late night cookie runs and a bunch of booze later. Me, I couple the booze and cookies with consistently going to the gym. I don't take a break from the gym. So just so I can keep eating those cookies and booze. I'm a man of pride. Anywho, so we go out, we go to the home improvement store. And we're walking through. Dana looked it up. The grill we wanted. Fucking charbroil. Fucking charbroil two burner. Look it up. Infrared. True infrared. Prevents flame ups. You know, all the shit grills like, why'd you get a two burner, you fucking pussy? I got a two burner. Um, because it's only two people that live here. And we ain't cooking enough to have cookouts and shit. Nobody comes over anyways. That is the funniest shit we did when we moved out. We were like, oh, we're gonna have people over. No. I think my buddy came over one time with his girlfriend. We played Monopoly. And I think we had a friend over. I think Dana had a friend over once. And that was it. Her parents, my parents, they don't come by. They're glad to be rid of us. Anywho, we're at the store. And then so now we're, we're looking at this. I'm looking at this box. We brought Dana's car because she needed gas. So, of course, I pumped it for her. I'm a gentleman. And... I didn't buy that shit, though, in this economy. Anyways, I'm at the store. I'm looking at the box. We have her car. It's a four-door sedan type deal. And I'm like, the box will fit in the car. Right? I'm being really optimistic at this point. It's early in the situation, but I'm starting to get a little overstimulated. So I walked over to a guy. I find a long-haired fella. Could have been a lady. He had a fella-type jawline. So I, I thought he was a fella. So I'm like, hey, man. Where do I find a cart, like a flat cart for, I'm going to pick up a grill. Is it the loudest exhaust ever? It's probably on like a fucking Chevy HHR. Look it up, kids. Anyways, I'm like, hey, fella, where do I find me a, uh, a flat cart so I can move a grill? And then he walks away to go ask somebody because I guess that was too much for him. And uh, Dana goes, you could have just asked for a flat car. You didn't have to explain it to him. I'm like, I know. Stupid, stupid, stupid. So strike one. He comes back and he goes, hey, they're underneath the gutters and, and downspouts area. And if they're not there, they're usually outside this time of year. And I go, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Be right back. And he goes, all right, see you in a minute. And I'm like, that was weird. Um, so I walk over there. What do you know? Life comes around. There's one fucking in the aisle. And I'm like, perfect. So I grab it. It's like driving a boat, though. The thing's all over the place. So I'm like, I got my feet all cockeyed. I got a weird gait going on. Dan goes like, what's wrong? I'm like, this thing doesn't drive straight. 
strike two. So I'm looking at the grill. I'm like, all right, well, we're going to put it on this cart. We put it on the cart. And what do you know? Perfect. 75 pounds. Thing fucking, we're rocking and rolling. The cart drives better now because it's got weight on it. What do you know? Anyways, we're going. We go pay for it. Buy it. Get it out to the car. All right? This is where the real problem occurs. I open the back door. I'm like, mmm. I go, mmm. This thing's not going to fit in here. I start scratching my chin like this. And Dana's like, just open, let me move the seat up. And I'm like, it's not about the seat. It's not about the seat. She's like, you don't have to yell at me. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm yelling at myself because I, I was optimistic. And now I'm getting a little pessimistic, right? But we're not there yet. So I'm like, I bang it off the door. I'm like, fuck. She goes, do you think it'll fit in the trunk? And I go, no, look at the box. Look at the box. It's not going to fit in the trunk. And she's like, let me try. And I'm like, oh, look at the, f-. I'm like, oh. I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to make it magically smaller? Anywho, it doesn't fit in the car. And so classic women, she's like, well, what do we do now? And I go, well, let me make a phone call. So I call somebody. They don't answer. She goes, did he not answer? And I go, no. And now she's got this fucking smug little smile on her face. And then I go make a phone call again. He doesn't. She's like, did he not answer? I'm like, no. She's like, well, let me call my dad, see if he's in town. She knows her dad isn't in town. Okay? Dana's being a shithead. She knows her dad's not in town. So she calls him just to fucking rub it in. She's like, hey, Ryan's a fucking dumbass, and this thing doesn't fit in my fucking car. And I'm like, that's not what, that's not what happened. You, you, we thought that it would fit. <sighs> he's like, I'm not in town. And I'm like, motherfucker. So finally, I get a call back from my cousin, and he goes, he goes, what's up? And I'm like, I'm at, how fast can you get to Menards? And in between this time, we went back inside. Oh, fuck, I gave away the name, didn't I? But yeah, I was at fucking Menards, dude. You get 11% back on everything. All right, grow up. You know, times are tough. This economy, and... <laughs> so... Anyways, we're standing in the... I'm like, we went back inside, though, and I told the lady, I was like, hey, can we leave this here? Like, our friend's coming. Like, we we messed this up. And she's like, okay, you should have told them at the counter that you needed it to be held. I'm like, lady, lady. It was this fucking old woman, and I was like, lady, you're going to catch a fucking right hook here in a second. And if you don't shut the fuck up, because I'm already dealing with... Like, of course I have to deal with two women, right? Just two women. Now... Dana is like giving me no solutions. She's just adding problems. She's like, well, what do we do? Is Mike going to follow us? Mike's his name. Mike going to follow us to our house? I'm like, probably not. If he even answers. He calls me back and he goes. He goes, I can be there in like eight minutes, ten minutes. And I'm like, perfect. So we walk it outside. We walk to the car. We do a swap route. It's in the car. And I go, was that so hard? Couldn't you just let me figure that out? You offered no help. She's like, what do you mean? I called my dad. I'm like, yeah, but you fucking knew your dad wasn't there. So you're fucking just being shitty right now. She's like, I'm not being shitty. I'm like, you're being shitty. So anywho, we get the grill home yesterday. I'm building it. And that'll humble you. One, because of how stupid these companies think they are. Think we are as people. And they're not wrong. Because I'm building it. And the steps are, 
Directions have definitely gotten stupider. See, I just used a word that's not real. And she, the, Dana comes out every once in a while and she's looking and she's like, it's just pictures. I'm like, I know. I know. It's just pictures in the, in the pamphlet here. I'm like, I know. I'm like, how many steps are there? She's, she's looking through it. She's like, there's 18. And I'm like, I'm fucking step four after an hour. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she's like, do you need anything? I'm like, yeah, you leave me the fuck alone for a minute. Okay. <laughs> I said it in nicer words, but whatever. And I'm building this grill. And it's so funny. Cause you know, like the bolts that come with shit now, they're all like perfectly sized. So that if you are off just a bit, that thing is not getting together. And I'm like looking at the back and it, it has like what steps you're going to need the bolts for. Because usually it was like BX, there's six of them, BX6. This time it said like step one and it has the BX6. I'm like, damn, they really, they made this as simple as possible. And it took me about two hours, probably the world record for somebody with no diagnosed mental disability to be working on a grill. Two hours to put something together with step-by-step picture instructions and all the tools you would need. That's probably a world record for somebody who's... It probably is somebody with no known diagnosed mental disability and someone who has a private school degree. That's probably a world record, and I'm proud of that. You know? Life comes around. So that was that was my weekend. Um, also installed a ring doorbell, drilled that bitch into the house. No big deal. Drill bits. You know what it is, dude. Now I'm getting updates all the fucking time. There's movement at your front door. And it's just a fucking guy across the street cutting his grass with his shirt off. No one is more confident in their body than a guy who just shouldn't be. You know what I mean? You ever swim with somebody who keeps their shirt on when you were younger? Like a little, I don't know if I've ever heard this before, but like a little, we had this fat friend. His name was Anthony. Rest in peace. He's dead now. And, uh, yeah, that's sad. And he, um, he would swim with his shirt on and like looking back on it, it's hilarious. Like, no, man, we don't, we don't even notice. We don't even notice that you're fat. Like it was going to make a difference. Anyways, it actually almost makes it worse. How do you get that shirt off? Watertight? I mean, I was never proud of my body. Hence the earlier rant about going to the gym all the time. Um, so whatever. And then, um, yeah, that was, that was my weekend. So how was your guys' weekend? Good. How was your week? Oh, and again on the weekend, we went to an indie, uh, oh, sorry, Guardians game. And it was Christmas in July. So I was getting a Christmas sale and it was dollar dog night. So dollar dog night's kind of a scam. Wanted a hat too. And I got a big head. I got an odd-shaped head. That's why I know I like my barber, because he lies to me. My barber lies to me like a motherfucker. Because he'll... I'll be like, dude, I'm going bald. He's like, you're not going bald. He's like, even if you did, you got a good head shape. And he's a lying bastard. Because I don't. Because I'm in there, I'm like, is it seven and a three-ace? Or is it seven and a half? Or is it seven and five-ace? Who fucking knows? And Dana's like, do you like it? I'm like, no. And dude, hats are expensive. You know, I know... In this economy, $40 for a hat. And I just, I don't know if I can stomach that, so I didn't buy it. You know, this economy. 
I don't know if we can be spending $40 on hats. That's kind of where I draw the line. And um, so we went to a Guardians game, Christmas in July, Christmas ale, um, which was good. But we're in line, and the amount of fake human beings, the fake people are back. COVID may have stolen some things from us, but they did not steal fake people. I think it added to the fake people. I think whatever lab or computer is pumping out these people has just had more time to work in the last couple years because they're getting good, man. I was in line for a Christmas sale before Dana and I were we were in line and we're waiting. I started making fun of Dana because I started joking that she was maybe on the spectrum because she gets like really fixated on stuff. So she was mad about mad at me for that. And she might have been just mad at me in general, which is common, but not, I don't know. Okay. Anyways, so we're in line and we're overlooking this like overpass. And there's like this little park, this little like parked, a lot of those bird scooters. And we're in line, and there's this woman in front of us. And I told Dana right when she walked up, I was like, this woman's fixing to have a conversation with somebody. And she goes, she goes, huh? I'm like, this person's going to talk to us. This woman looks over the edge, and there's all these bird scooters. And she goes, well, that's a hell of a place to put the scooters. I mean, imagine having to go to the edge of the city, because that's where it is, the edge of the city, to get a scooter, and they'd be like, oh, let's go back in. The most unfunny shit ever. And I go, yeah, that's crazy. And then, would you fucking know it? Two people ran across the street and got two scooters and drove off. And I was like, this is not happening. This... This is not happening. And then I'm listening to a conversation. There was this little, this littler uh, woman in between this. The woman that talked to us was a mountain of a human being, just a Goliath. She should be playing football. Her shoulders are broad. And then there was this man in front of them. And he was fixing to have a conversation with everybody. And he's standing there and he's talking about like, he starts bragging to these chicks about like how much he's drank that night. And they go, have you had a Christmas? She, this one girl, the one in the middle does not want to have this conversation at all. She's just like in line. I think, she, you know, but like the other two were just going on and on. They were getting her involved. And she was, all, <laughs> the one woman is like, you had a Christmas ale tonight? And he goes, no, I haven't had one tonight. I actually haven't had one in a while. And that, I, that made me want to jump off the ledge. Because I would never interact with these people because this isn't actually happening. This is a fake little cutscene that's going on in the world. Like where it's trying to get me to interact, but I won't. So I'm standing there and I hear the guy go, I haven't had a Christmas ale in a while. And I thought, why do you think that is? As I hold up a calendar and it's fucking middle of July. Have you not had a Christmas ale? Because maybe they haven't been producing it for fucking seven months, you jackass. Huh? Has that crossed your mind? Or was it the other beers you were just bragging about having to these chicks that totally aren't going to get you laid, huh? Which one was it? But anyways, we got up there and then we decided against the peanuts, which is a great idea. And then... 
And then some woman that was sitting next to us. Jesus, Ryan, how many stories do you have about this fucking game? I know. I know, because they're out. This woman, three, she was like hanging out with her friends. There was three women that sat next to me. Hey. And there was um, the one on the far end was like in town. And she was talking about like how she had to pull up her recessed trauma. She's like, you don't even know it's there. So that's what's going to therapy. She's trying to sell the two people next to me on therapy. And I'm listening like, lady, shut the hell up. Here's how you handle that shit in my house. You take that trauma, right? You ball it up, you shove it down, and then you have a stroke in your mid-50s. Do you understand? The, the method works. I have proof of concept. Two for two. I'm well on my way listening to you talking about your goddamn trauma at a goddamn Guardians game. How about we just enjoy the baseball? Baseball games are the exact opposite of trauma. There should be no trauma involved. It's a relaxing sport. You sit there. I know it's declining in popularity. I know there's Japanese better than Babe Ruth going on out in Los Angeles and Anaheim of all places that nobody cares about. I know Mike Trout is the most American American ever and nobody still cares about baseball. Aaron Judge's Frankenstein looking ass is going to hit 70 homers and it's going to be a blip on the bottom line of ESPN when they talk about another NBA star that hates their life making $200 million. Do you want to trade? And then they're going to talk about golf. They're going to talk about golf. They're going to pay $90 million to play golf. Who is? Who is getting paid $90 million to play golf? And then the NFL is going to come back and totally steamroll any any momentum baseball gets this last month and a half here. It's not going to matter because the NFL is on its way back. But anyways, my last story from the <laughs> from the Guardians game. My last story from the Guardians game is I'm sitting there and the ceremonial ceremonial oh Jesus ceremonial first pitch is being thrown out, and this goofball, Mister Jingling comes walking out. The keeper of the keys. I just Googled him. He has an official site. And if you look this guy up, I swear that he has to knock on doors and let people know he just moved into a neighborhood. And he's thrown out the pitch and Dana looks over. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is Mr. Jingling? And he goes, and she goes, you don't know who Mr. Jingling is? And I'm like, you do? And she goes, of course. And I'm just in shock. Because I'm like, this is not happening. This isn't real. Fucking Slider, this Barney-looking motherfucker is dressed up like a, there's hot dogs running around. If you did drugs, I've never done psychedelics. Because the next thing, the next person to offer me, like, dude, you should do mushrooms, bro. They have to spell psychedelics for me to even consider. I'm free your mind, man. Shut the hell up, dude. Because if I was on any sort of drug and Mr. Jingling, Slider, dressed as Santa Claus, and two hot dogs dressed up as elves came into my line of sight, I think that would be considered a bad trip. But I was doing all of this through a fourth of a beer. And then I have Dana telling me that she knows who fucking Mr. Jingling is. And apparently Mr. Jingling in 1956 was Walter Hale, president of the Hale Bros Company, wished to develop a holiday marketing campaign that would promote the toys at his department store, of course. He solicited the help of longtime friend Frank Jacoby, 
with an I. Jacoby worked as the head of an advertising agency in Chicago. Jacoby soon conceived, gross, the idea of for a character that would be Santa's main assistant. This elf would hold the keys to his workshop, the Treasure House of Toys. Originally, originally, the character was going to be named Mr. Jingles, but was changed to Mr. Jingling as soon as Jacoby learned the previous name was similar to one already being used. And so, so on and so on. You can read the whole story. Apparently, there's a website, mrkringle.com slash mrjingling. Should I get Mr. Jingling on? There's fucking merchandise. Okay, I'm going to get him on, and I'm going to ask for a t-shirt. I got to get one of these fucking t-shirts. 25 bucks? Damn. Takes two extra dollars to get a double XL. I got to get one of these. I got to get Mr. Jingling on here. All right. Here's a Mr. Jingling wall art. Dude, you could sell anything, dude. I didn't, I've lived in Cleveland my whole fucking life. I had no idea. They have glassware of Mr. Jingling? Oh, it's game over. Dana would buy the fuck out of that glass, too. Oh, and by the way, did you guys participate in the American tradition of Prime Day? The ultimate consumerism of Prime Day? Because, first of all, I got me a soundbar. And if you haven't seen the video on Instagram, I was bumping music at Ryan Woods 2S's on Instagram. I was just bumping music when I got that thing hooked up. Thing rules. But then I was telling somebody that I got a soundbar. And they're like, oh, what'd you get? This is why you never tell people what you're getting or what you have or whatever. Because some fucking nerd is going to show up and go, so what'd you get? And you pull it up and I go, oh, I got the Samsung 2 channel. He's like, oh, 2 channel? And I'm like, yeah, what does that even mean? He's like, oh, it means you can only hook up two extra speakers. And I'm like, okay. He's like, did you get a sub? I'm like, uh, yeah, it says here I got a subwoofer. He's like, cool. That should that should be good. I mean, you might want to get like an extra small speaker to supplement it. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Because I have one fucking rule when it comes to sales. When it comes to things I want, not need, I will wait for a sale, right? In high parentheses, parentheses, Ryan. What are those called? A po- what are what are these called? I'm doing with my fingers right now. The two things, like, so he says. Question. Oh, quotations. God, fucking Jesus Christ! No wonder it took you fucking two hours to build a fucking grill. You fucking idiot. So uh, I don't even know where I was going with that thought. A sale in. Those things. Quotations. <laughs> if, if I'm going to buy something that I need or want, not need, in a sale, quotations, it has to be over 50% off. I wanted a soundbar the day I got this TV, which was a year ago. And I didn't buy a soundbar because I would not be ripped off. The thing was $225. And I was like, that's a third of the TV price. Why the fuck would I buy that? I could deal with the sound. But then I'd try to listen to music on it because I got the Apple TV box. And then, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe I should get a speaker. I'd look them up. I'm like, $300, Jesus Christ. And so now I have the sound bar because I got it for 55% off. So hell yeah. 
And I got this light strip that I need to be put in, but I can't, I need to get an outlet put in. So, I mean, life, life keeps coming around from me. So that was my week, man. That was my week. I really don't have anything else to talk about. How was your guys' week? Was it good? Did you enjoy your week? Did you have a good week? Huh? Did you enjoy it? Is the summer passing you by? Oh, it's July 18th and the summer is just flying by. The summer is just flying by. We're already halfway through. You guys got any big plans this weekend? Nah, that's just the most... Oh, let's just do office talk for the next minute and a half while we try to struggle through the end of this podcast. So, you guys got any big plans this weekend? Yeah, I was thinking about blah, 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 blah. I've also wanted to read books, but I've been listening to them. So I bought... I got the Audible. God damn, I should get a fucking sponsorship. You know, I talk about getting a sponsorship, but nobody's going to sponsor this hunk of junk podcast, huh? This fucking startup podcast. If I was a tech startup, I should market this thing as like a new electric car company and everyone would jerk off over it. Maybe a crypto coin. Into the Woods coin, huh? A Woody coin. It's just me with my pants protruding out a bit. Oh! Anyways, he's on one this week. What was I talking about? Um... Fuck, what was I talking about? Well that, well, that sucks. I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I was talking about books. Reading books. I'm still reading the, uh, it's right here, the Dave Grohl, Dave Grohl, the Storyteller book. I'm halfway through that one. But then I wanted to listen to books because Bill Simmons of The Ringer is taking five weeks off, so I'm going to have a little bit of a downtime. So I downloaded Audible, and I got me Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, and the sample that I was listening to he was talking about how he got molested at 18, and I'm like, well, I gotta listen now. I mean, that'll be a hell of a story. And the way he talks, I mean, it just it's like sex in your ears. Sex in your brain. So, yeah, that's what I got going on. You know, people think they're smart. I don't read. I, I listen. I'm a great listener, you know? Okay, let's do a little housekeeping, and then uh, let's send you on your way. So, thank you all for listening to the In the Woods podcast. Follow me at the links below. Like the YouTube channel. I think we're almost at 50 subscribers, which I know... For a lot of people, and 160 episodes later wouldn't seem like a lot. But when you suck at this like I do, you that is a lot. So we're almost at 50 subscribers, so subscribe below at the YouTube channel. I'll follow me at all the links below. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I appreciate you listening. I'll see you all next week. And um, talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Turns into a quiet old man full of white hair Thought we had it all planned out in a hijack 
But even then, everything was a fight, yeah Peas and carrots, what we inherit I see the merit in the squeeze of parents No need to sugarcoat it I see the need for being married But who would condone it When your dreams are being buried And it seems you've been disowned I say hold on to The little piece of you that's still upon you Look twice and where's it gone to? Think twice, but what are you gonna do? If this the type of life you want to Just let it on you, I say gonna hold you when this love is so disarming thought i was so lucky cause you told me i was charming nobody told you making money is a problem for a rapper ain't it funny how it's always so alarming same with actors same with authors all the same just blame the artists hard them all the poets part and i'm an arm and always starving for attention tens of thousands couldn't mention i am worthy but i'm thirsty ain't it now so you could quench it i'm defenseless i'm always swinging for the fences yeah i'm always swinging for the fences I'm always swinging for the fences. I'm always swinging. Trying to hold on to this feeling while believing in this journey. It won't hurt me more than needed. It won't hit me in a hurry. I just want to call it even, but you leaving me defenseless. I'm always swinging.